0: Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Lays it in to Trey. Two seconds one. Trey
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls What is up, what is up, what is up Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast Episode 42, man Episode 42 of Season 7 We are back talking about a Hawks loss to the Los Angeles Clippers I know, I know this one was a tough one. <laughs> it was a tough one, but we're going to get you through it, man. We're going to get you through it. I promise. We're going to uh, just kind of break down the game a little bit and talk about uh, the upcoming game with the Sacramento Kings. But uh, I wanted to welcome you guys into the podcast. If this is your first time uh, stumbling onto us or getting onto us, I-, I appreciate you. Stick around, take your shoes off, and enjoy yourself, relax your feet. And uh, we're going to try to give you some good Atlanta Hawks uh, content. So, uh, yeah. Um, first things first, man, before we get into everything, make sure you're following us on Twitter, at Hawksbeat, Beat. And uh, you'll be abreast as to everything we have going on. Um, and I also want you to subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast and our YouTube. We're putting more content uh, up there as well. So, make sure you do that. So, Let's get into actually, let's do this before we get into the the game and kind of looking back at the game last night and the Hawks lose a doozy, <clears throat> lose a doozy to the Clippers. 119 to 110 out in L.A., uh, a very winnable game, a game that, um, yeah, this one kind of hurts because it wasn't the, the, the stars that did you in. You know, if you were to come in and tell me that Paul George was was three or 12 shooting. And uh, he, only, he would only have eight points, I w- I would, and Lou Will only had two points. I would, I would say, yeah, Hawks win this game going away, but um, it's not the case. So we'll, we'll get into that in just a moment, but I wanted to address uh, just kind of briefly some of the rumors that have been going on in the trade talks, and I kind of want to speak to that. There have been uh, a lot of people on Hawks Twitter kind of worried about, you know, this rumor and that rumor and i will just say this you can't can't let yourself sway from side to side based on every single rumor right sometimes teams put this stuff out here as a smoke screen um sometimes there's no validity to the rumor i I think in most cases there are, are there are um there is validity to these rumors and Uh, For the Hawks side, some of the names that you've been hearing, of course, is John Collins. Some of the names you've been hearing, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, which was kind of surprising to me because they just kind of brought him in. But um, you have Bogey, you have Cam Reddish, Um, heard a little bit of Rajon Rondo kind of as a thrown in piece. Tony Snell. Um, These are kind of the main culprits that I've been hearing, mainly, of course, John Collins because of the the contract thing. So um a lot of people have hit me up, yo, you know, what's real, what's going to happen. And I'll just say this. If uh, these reporters, you're only as good as your sources. You're only as good as your sources. And I believe that a lot of credible reporters are reporting what they hear, you know. A lot of times they they report what they hear and and nothing really comes out of it, which is fine, but the fact that it it, it was a rumor, there was smoke there that there are conversations to be had. doesn't mean that it's going to happen. doesn't mean that it's going to happen. So, um, I think the Hawks are looking to make a move. I'm not sure exactly what that move is. If you were to ask me if I think that John Collins gets moved, I would say probably it's likely that he doesn't. Like, if I had to, if I had to err on one side, I would err on the side that he's not going to get dealt, um, it's, it's, it's a tough deal right now. I think that, yes, uh, like I said, Travis is taking phone calls. He's taking phone calls, but nothing has really blown him away as far as the deals that he has received from what I've heard. Um, I just, I mean, to give away a guy like that, you know, it has to be worth it. It has to be worth it. And so. I think the Hawks might be willing just to take their chance and restrict free agency, restrictive free agency, and see if possibly they can um, maybe match a, a contractor or, or, or not match. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, this reminds me a lot of the Paul Millsap thing. Uh, I remember during, <clears throat> excuse me, I think it was the season after the 60-win season. Um, where, where Paul millsop's contract was up so you're like what do we do? you know do you give him the money do you give him the bread or do you let him walk? Uh, do you run the risk of letting him walk for nothing It's a lot of back and forth but if you remember that season before they went <laughs> before the trade deadline hit, they went on a winning streak much like the winning streak they're on now. I think it was about seven or eight games they won they railed off. And so, when your team does that, it's hard to break up that good goot, that good, uh, that good mojo. It's hard to break up that good mojo. But uh, they went on a winning streak, and and they ended up keeping Paul, and you know, not really being able to sign him. But you know, I see a lot of that happening with uh, John Collins as the Hawks were um, just on a winning streak. And uh, I don't know, man, we'll see. So, um, but again, if you ask me. I think that it's more likely that John Collins stays as far as some of the auxiliary pieces this was the first week I've heard bogey's name come up and, and it was very surprising to me. I heard Windhorse uh, on his podcast, talk a little bit about how bogey may be kind of not in the best of places in Atlanta. Like he's coming off the bench and there's a situation where um, I guess he thought he may have been, or he may see view himself as a starter. So I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, if you ask me if he didn't get hurt, if he doesn't get hurt, I think he's a starter, you know? So I think that's, I think that's what that is. You know, if he doesn't get hurt, he's obviously the starter because he's a better player than, than Kevin Herter. I mean, that's just what it is, but, um, we'll see, man. We'll see. But, um, if anything breaks or anything, I'll, I'll pop in and try if possible to try to do a, a podcast. If the Hawks make a move and, uh, definitely, I may do one on the trade deadline, but we'll see. So, um, Don't live and die on these rumors, man. Sometimes that's all they are. <laughs> that's all they are. All right, so let's get into it, guys. We got to get into it. We got to talk about it. Hawks and Clippers last night, and uh, this was basically a tale of two halves. Basically a tale of two halves. Hawks got the first half. Clippers got the second half And that second half was a doozy But uh, let's start from the beginning man. Let's start from the beginning I thought that the Clippers um, Initially they jumped out to I think it was like maybe a 12-5 Or like a 14-5 lead in the beginning um, And you're thinking Okay, well this is the Clippers You know what I'm saying They do what they're going to do But I thought that the Hawks Showed a lot of fight In that first quarter thought they showed a lot of fight in that first quarter, to be honest with you, man. Like, they didn't come out, like, you know, they didn't come out hitting. But I think once they got that first hit from, from the Clippers, they were like, okay, we here now. Like, we here. Like, let, let, let's go to work. And I think that they showed a lot of fight in that first quarter. They um they go 10 deep in that first quarter. All the bench guys get in. Gallo, Bogey. Hunter gets in. Akongu, uh, Rondo. And let me just pause for a moment. Yeah, so... Uh, to me the story of the game is not so much that the Hawks lost this game and lost. They did in a bad fashion. It was a bad loss. Um, to me, the story is, um, Deandre Hunter back man. Deandre Hunter was back, played 20 minutes, 21 minutes to be exact. Uh, he was, I believe he was on a 20 minute, um, 20 minute time script, uh, time restriction. But, um, to me, that's the story of the game. The story of the night he came back and he, he had a little rust. He had a little rust, but he obviously he closed out the game. He, he hit some big shots and he showed some good lateral uh, quickness. And they had him matched up against Kawhi. So it was like <laughs> he threw him to the lines then. And I, I thought he did. I thought he did I thought he did good work, man. I thought he did, I thought he did good work, but. For me, that was the story of the night. Um, DeAndre Hunter coming back and playing and just getting his feet wet back again. So it was good to see DeAndre back. But again, man, that first quarter, um, the high score for the Clippers was Marcus Morris. You know, (laughs) I I think that may be a testament because John Collins and Clint Capella both got into some early foul trouble. Um, I mean, not Clint Capella. John Collins got into some early foul trouble. Picks up two fouls. Kevin Herder gets in some early foul trouble. So, you go with uh, Gallinari and Bogey coming off the bench. And I thought the scoring was kind of it was kind of kind of back and forth in that first quarter. It was kind of like just a good heavyweight match, man. Um, Trey Young in that first quarter goes seven points, three assists, and uh, Trey looked good, man. He had that bounce in his step that you like to see. And uh, at the end of one, man, the Clippers were leading 30 to 29. And and I tweeted, I was like, yo, man, the Hawks are showing that they got some fight. Like, they're not scared of these guys. And not saying that the Clippers thought that they were going to be scared of them. But it's good to see that they weren't scared of them, you know. So, um, second quarter was kind of the apex for the Hawks. (laughs) It was kind of the mountaintop experience. Because after that, everything just went downhill. Uh, they put it on the, to the Clippers. They put it on the Clippers, thirty-four to eighteen, and that was the Trey Young quarter. Uh, it was a Trey Young quarter. He had thirteen points, and uh, he didn't have any assists, but he shot the ball extremely well. Four of seven, hit two of four from downtown, and he was just he was in the groove. You could see he was in the groove. He, he had that bounce, and uh, he was getting to his spots, and, and there was nothing really the Clippers can do about it. So they go into the halftime with a 63 to 48 lead. And you're thinking, like, yo, man, like, this is about to be a wrap. Like, (laughs) okay, you're not thinking that because you know that in the NBA, you know, things happen. But it just didn't seem like it was the Clippers' night. There was nothing on that ball ball club that you were like, oh, here come the Clippers. Because, like, Kawhi didn't really have it going. And Paul George didn't have it going. I mean, Paul George had five points at half. Kawhi only had 11. Like, they didn't look sharp. They didn't look sharp at all. You know, so Hawks go into the halftime break, 63 to 48. And they come out pretty decent in the third quarter. You know, they come out pretty decent in the third quarter. But when they brought in, and I'm talking about the Clippers, when they brought in uh, Terrence Mann and Luke Kennard, Oh my gosh, Luke Kennard scored 13 points in six and a half minutes, and you can just see the tide change in that third quarter. Uh, and Hawks I scored, I mean the Clippers I scored the Hawks 34 to 27, but it was the daggone Luke Kennard and Terrence Mann show from the last six and a half minutes. Luke Kennard he he did not miss a shot. He was 5-for-5, five 3-for-3 five, three three from downtown, 13 points. Terrence Mann, hit up 6 points. It was just like the tide had just turned. The tide had just turned. At one point, the Hawks had a 22-point lead with, I think it was 14 minutes left. So with like 2 minutes left, uh, it, it was like they were up by like 14 or so. I mean, not 14, 22. I think that was their biggest lead. I may, It may be 20. Don't quote me on that. But um, the Clippers made that run, and they cut it to eight at the end of three. They cut it to eight at the end of three, and you're going to the fourth quarter, thinking, okay, maybe the Hawks still got a little bit of juice left, right? Maybe they got a little bit of juice left. There's no way Luke Kennard can continue <laughs> that little stretch he had. But uh, one thing that did happen Luke Kennard did continue that little stretch that he had. So, again, man, it was Luke Kennard and Terrence Mann show, man. Uh, fourth quarter happens. And not only did the Hawks' defense get worse, but their offense, they just couldn't. I mean, they were 8 for 24 in that fourth quarter. They shot 33% and they gave up 13 of 18 shooting from the Los Angeles Clippers. You're not going to win a ball game if You let a team shoot 72%. You're just not going to do it. You're not going to win a ball game. You let a team shoot 30. I mean, 72%. They were outscored 17 points in that fourth quarter. Uh, Luke Kennard was perfect again. Three for three. Uh, hit a three. Terrence Mann went for 11 points in that uh, fourth quarter. And what they did is once they got the lead, once they got, you know, once they chomped into that lead, that's when Kawhi took over. <laughs> it was like Kawhi just had some amazing plays on both sides of the ball. Both sides of the ball had an amazing block. Uh, two block shots in that fourth quarter. He had eleven. He had eleven points in that quarter. It was like Kawhi was like, "All right, thanks guys. Get on my back and take me. Um, you, we're going. We're going home. We're going home. Even though they were home, but and to me, that's what I like to see. Like, I mean, I, I don't. I don't I don't I didn't really like to see the Hawks lose, but that's what I like to see because a superstar was a superstar even though he wasn't necess- he didn't really have a superstar type type night. Does that make sense? He was a superstar because he closed out a team. He put the team on his back even though he struggled in quarters 1 to 3. So, um Hawks end up losing the game. They lose, and it was tough because it wasn't like Kawhi and PG did you win the whole game. It was like y'all let Luke Kennard get off. Y'all let Terrence Mann get off. Who are these cats? Luke Kennard wasn't even in the daggone rotation. Wasn't even the rotation, man. You got outscored seventy-one to forty-seven in that second half. You got outscored seventy-one to forty-seven in that second half. So. Uh, yeah, I know we went a little long in the segment, but I just—I definitely had to just kind of recap this game and talk a little bit about it. We're going to talk a little bit more about this game on the other half of the break. Uh, on the other side of the break, uh, we're going to hear a word, quick word from our sponsor. So keep it locked. Hawks Beat Podcast, episode 42. I'm your man, Edu. We'll be right back. Support for the Hawks Beat Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, the very best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels, fellas. We gotta talk now. Listen, I know many of y'all like to go to the barbershop, but too many of y'all are looking like Don King below the waist. That's why I'm here to talk to you about Manscaped. Manscaped just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. Now, when I say premium, I mean premium. The battery lasts up to 90 minutes and it has waterproof technology so you can do it in the shower where nobody's watching. Fellas, I know you like to go to the barbershop and get the fresh haircut confidence boost. Don't take that Don King into 2021. Listen, let's get that bush to tush nice and clean. Here's what I'm gonna do for you. I'm gonna give you 20% off Free shipping with the code HawksBeat at Manscaped.com. That's right. Get 20% off in free shipping with the code HawksBeat at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping. Free at Manscaped.com. Just use the code HawksBeat and let's not take that Don King into 2021. All right, folks, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Hawks Beat Podcast, episode 42, breaking down the Hawks and the Clippers. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, just some quick takeaways, man. I think this game, it, it was a tough one. It was a tough one to lose. Uh, after the game, Nate said that um, he felt the team just felt like they started celebrating in the third quarter. He was like, we, we kind of just lost our composure and just started celebrating in the third quarter. And you can't do that because ever since he's been here, Ever since he's been here, he's preached. Um, forty-eight minutes of basketball. The game's forty-eight minutes long. You can't. I don't care if you're up by twenty-two. If you're up by thirty-two, like this is this is a good example of that stuff can go away. Because you know what? Those guys on the other side of the, the other side of the court, they get paid too. They get paid too. So, um, kind of a little humble pie. I think also a, a takeaway for me is you prove that you can play with anybody in this league. Like, we kind of knew this, right? We kind of knew this once the roster was healthy. Once the roster was healthy, um, you knew that you were going to be able to, com- to compete with everybody. And I think, if nothing else, you've you- you shown that when you're healthy, you can compete. You can compete. So, you got to stay healthy. And-, and I think that you're peaking at the right time. I think you're getting guys back at the right time. It's good to see Hunter back. And, again, to me, that's the story. The story is DeAndre Hunter's back. And uh, it's going to be good to see him. Uh, matriculating into the offense there's going to be some guys whose playing time is going to be crunched <coughs> Solomon Hill but uh <laughs> that's that's just the nature of the business guys like you can't play everybody um we didn't see Nathan Knight tonight you know they went with the Congo it seemed like but um you know it, it was good to uh see DeAndre Hunter back and you still got we still haven't seen Chris Dunn in the Hawks uniform and Cam Reddish should be back I don't I guess in a couple of weeks. I don't. I don't. I don't know. But um, you can play with anybody, and uh, you should be getting back defensively. And the thing is, you've been playing really good defensively. They showed a metric in the game where the Hawks were like top five as far as like defensive matrix, uh, metrics. Um, I think after the All Star break or something like that. But uh, they've been playing really good basketball uh, in spurts. But I mean, they've been playing better. I'll just say that they've been playing better defensively. So those are kind of the takeaways. For the Fab Five, uh, for those of you who are kind of new to the podcast, one of the things we do is a Fab Five. And um, we just kind of look at the stats and see who was the best five. The best five to me, obviously, was the starting unit. Um, <clears throat> even though Kevin Herter didn't have a good game, Kevin Herter only hit two points. So I'm taking him out and put Bogey up in there. But I thought that the, a, a big part of the game was how much they left that second unit out there. Um, I think it was the third quarter, they went on like a it was like a 10 minute run. It seemed like. <laughs> like in the second quarter, the second unit just couldn't get anything going, couldn't get anything going. So um, I'm going to go with uh, just the starters and I'm going to take Herder out. I'm going to put on bogey because Kevin Herder was one of six. And uh, although he did have five assists, nah, <laughs> I thought bogey played better. I thought bogey played better, even though he played a lot of time on that second unit. That wasn't really that good to me. Um, Trey Young, 28 points, 8 assists, 9 of 20, 5 of 11. I thought Trey played a really good game. Um, shot selection was kind of questionable sometimes in the fourth quarter. But uh, other than that, uh, I thought he played a really good game. Um, eight assists, four turnovers, uh, 28 and 8, not a bad night for Trey. Uh, Bogey played mostly with that second unit. He played His time was kind of split, actually. Time was kind of split because I think towards the third or fourth quarter, he had more time uh, with the starters, so um, finished with 12 points, 5 or 12 shooting. He's starting to get a little bit more active. You're starting to see him the movement a little bit better. Uh, you're wondering how long is Kevin Herter going to hold down that two spot? Um, because in my opinion, I think that you kind of need, if Bogie's back, I mean, I don't know. You, you're winning games, so I guess you don't make a move. You're winning games, so I guess you don't make a move, but... Uh, I still think Bogey is the better player. Uh, Tony Snell, 5 of 10, 13 points, just solid. That's what Tony does. 3 of 5 from 3. John Collins, 23 and 7. If he doesn't get in foul trouble, the dynamic of this change might change a little bit. But um, played 28 minutes, but 23.7 boards. I thought John was good. And when he was playing, when they didn't have the out there, man, he was wrecking shop. Like they had no answer for him. He was just super aggressive and they had no answer for John Collins. So twenty three and seven for the kid. Clint Capella, twelve and fourteen. He's always gonna grab them rebounds. He's always gonna grab them rebounds. You never gotta worry about that. Um did an okay job. You know, he's still you know he he's still missing some bunnies. You know, I I wonder if the injury is nagging at times. But I mean, I don't know. You can't really say that because He's grabbing all them boards on the defensive end, <laughs> you know. So it's kind of no excuse for him to miss some of the bunnies that he misses on the offensive end. But uh, again, he grabbing all the rebounds, so I'm not gonna bust his balls on that. So that's my my Fab Five. Those are the takeaway. We're gonna cut this uh, segment short because we went a little long on the first one. So we're gonna take another quick break here from another one of our sponsors, and then we're gonna take a preview of the Sacramento Kings. Who are these Kings? How good are they? Who do we need to worry about? and uh yeah so we're gonna do a little preview on that so stay tuned hawk Speak podcast episode 42 be right back this segment is brought to you by tillman's trinkets and things custom jewelry ships straight to your doorstep every piece will be uniquely yours so if you are looking for some custom bracelets or necklaces Go see our guy Jonathan at TillmansTrinketsAndThings.com. Again, that's TillmansTrinketsAndThings.com. Tell him the Hawksbeat sent you. You'll be happy you did. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Hawksbeat Podcast, episode 42, of season seven. I'm your man, Edub. Thank you for checking us out. Thank you for listening. And, uh, swing them by our little spot on the web. So the Sacramento Kings are up next on this road trip. Hawks split with the Lakers and the Clippers. And, um, it's time to, time to see what the Sacramento team's about, man. Now, Now the Hawks recently played, uh, the Sacramento Kings on, uh, let's see what day was that? It was the 13th. Yeah. So Saturday, um, 13th of March. Yeah, so um Hawks got away with the 121 to 106 victory. Um outside of Darren Fox, this team hasn't um I don't know, man. I don't want to talk too bad about them, but let's just let's kind of break down who this Sacramento team is. Uh, they're currently 9 and 12 at home. Uh they're 18 and 25, which is good for 13th in the West. So, um I guess if you're the Kings, you're still kind of playing for maybe that play-in game. Uh, you can get to the 10 spot and get that play-in game, and you know we'll see what happens. The last game they played, they beat the Cleveland Cavaliers, so uh, they're not like on a 20-game losing streak like the Rockets were, or anything. But uh, they are five and five in their last 10. And uh, notable injuries for them is that um, Marvin Bagley is out. He's going to be out for uh the next couple of weeks i believe and uh, i tell you what man it's it's so hit or miss with these guys man and and you hate to label a guy injury prone but this is bagley's what his third year in the league and i think like last year he was dealing with injuries and if you're a big man you don't want to deal with injuries man because that's just you just don't get healthier when you're a big guy that's just that's just kind of my take on it but That is currently who the Sacramento Kings are. As far as keys to the game, since I'm doing a preview, I might as well shoot you my keys to the game. My first key to the game is, number one, you got to get back to business. You got to get back to business. You have to get back to playing winning basketball. Winning basketball for the Hawks looks like playing better defense and making shots. I know that sounds simplistic but uh, playing good defense and making shots is how you win in a basketball game. I mean, look at Bogey's numbers, look at Rondo's numbers, um, Gallinari. All their numbers have been up in the month of March from a shooting standpoint. And if you look at the Hawks from a defensive standpoint, their defensive numbers have been up. So a key to their success has been playing defense and making shots. So that is my first key. My second key is simply do not sleep do not sleep uh, Nate said in the last game again third quarter he felt that they started to um, kind of celebrate like yo man you still got a whole another quarter to go I mean I know you up 22 but you gotta remain humble you gotta remain humble and uh, yeah so don't sleep on this team man don't sleep on them you are the better team like like these these two things can be true you are the better team do not sleep on this team and uh, don't let a backup point guard do you in. Like, don't let a backup point guard do you in. Now, they got the Halliburton kid who's been really good uh, for them. Uh, one of the one of the better rookies. But uh, you don't want to let a a backup kill you. <laughs> you don't want to let a backup kill you, like they did in the last game, man. You don't want a Luke Kennard situation. If you're gonna go down, man. Go down against one of the starters. Go down against De'Aaron Fox. Let him have a good day. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, man, don't let do don't let none of the rookies uh, go to work in you, man. Uh, look, I, I want to just I'm gonna briefly talk about this Halliburton kid, man. He is uh, he's starting to catch his stride, man. He's starting to catch his stride against the Clippers. I mean, not the Clippers. Against the Cavs, he had 28 points. And I just think that if you pair him with a guy like Darren Fox, he had 28, Fox had 30. um, That's going to be a formidable duo, a formidable duo. And um, I just really like what I see out of this kid, man. I really like what I see out of this kid. And, uh, you know, hopefully um, he'll have a good career in the NBA. And last but not least, got to play a full 48. Got to play a full 48. They've been talking about it all season long, but... um, the game is forty-eight quarters. So whether you're up twenty in the first quarter, or down fifteen in the third quarter, until that clock hits zero, you got to ball out. You got to ball out. You got to put your 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 pedal to the metal. You can't take no you know no moments off, man. You you can't because guys in this league are simply too good. They're simply too good. You just can't take your your foot off the gas. So. That is your King's preview. That is your keys to the game. If you have anything that you want to add, hit us up on Twitter. So um, a big part of what we do is on the social media front. So make sure make sure that you are connecting with us on our social media platforms. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that jazz. Subscribe to the pod and subscribe to YouTube. So other than that, man, we are out of here. Hope you guys have a great and Prosperous Tuesday. Um, I got vaccinated today, so if I grow a third leg or or something (laughs) and I'm not able to uh, podcast on on, on Thursday, I'll make sure to send out a tweet. (laughs) But like we always say, man, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him and show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E, love. We out. Peace. Free beats